Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We are a weekly podcast here at KTBS that covers what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. And we especially like to highlight the many good things that you don't always hear about. My co-host for the podcast is Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a well-known cardiologist in Northwest Louisiana, but what you may not know is that he has also been a real leader in education reform and improvement across the state. He is the founder of the Alliance for Education, co-founder of the shreveport Bossier Business Alliance for Higher Education, and he received the Distinguished Friend of Education Award from the Louisiana Department of Education, and that was for all of his good work. So welcome, Dr. Roseman. Thank you. Listen, I'm excited about today. We're going to get to visit with a couple of folks that are leaders in the uh, Bossier school system mm -hmm. and have been leaders in the secondary schools uh, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Let me introduce them. Uh, first, uh, Jeremiah Williams. Uh, he's principal at Parkway. Uh, he has an, uh, an incredible resume uh, of, of not only academics but an incredible res resume of sports um, uh, I think he was at eight times he was the district coach of the year, which is amazing. Uh, and we love having now he's the principal at Parkway, and he'll kind of keep us on what's going on in the high schools in Bossier. Mm -hmm. And then I also have right next to him Michelle Tugwell. Uh, she's uh, uh, been in education in Bossier for 24 years. She's actually served at just about every high school uh, in Bossier. Uh, and she's now interim principal at Bossier uh, uh, High School. So let me just start uh, with what was in your resume, uh, Ms. Tugwell, was interesting to me that you had been through all of the different high schools in Bossier. And each one of them has, uh, I think, areas of expertise and major strengths. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about Halton and Airline and, and then get to uh, what Parkway, I think, was your next stop, and then Bossier. Sure, I'd be happy to. So I did start my career at Parkway High School um, as a special education teacher. And so I think the strength down there is the South Bossier community. Uh, it's an incredible community, a lot of support down there. Uh, Mr. Williams could definitely speak to mm -hmm. that, being that he's the principal there now. A uh, lot of uh, leaders, district leaders, come from South Bossier. So I think that's one of their uh, largest strengths, is that community is so supportive of that school. Um, then I moved to Airline. I taught at Airline for almost 10 years. And I think the, uh, the biggest strength for Airline is um, their location. You know, they're centrally located. Uh, you know, they draw from all areas of the city. And um, so, you know, that uh, community is supportive. Uh, there are lots of businesses, et cetera. So uh, that, that's a strength for them. And then I was uh, able to move on to Houghton High School. And so uh, moving east, and uh, that's a growing community. Uh, so their, you know, their strength is um, if you're from Houghton, then you stay there or you come back there. So uh, I know Mr. Cuvion served as the principal when I was there, and um, he had been there for uh, many, many years uh, and r recently retired. But uh, you know, David Haney took over as principal, and he'd been there for many, many years. So just the uh, legacy of that high school, I think, uh, speaks to their strength. And then, of course, I had the wonderful opportunity to serve as the assistant principal at Bossier High. 
uh, for 10 years and now I'm, act, I'm, I'm actually the acting principal now at Bossier High. So um, I think the strength for us is that we are located in the city limits of Bossier and we have a rich, rich community. Um, a lot of uh, community leaders that graduates, graduates of Bossier High School. So uh, we received the support from them. Uh, you know, obviously we don't have a lot of parental support, but our alumni really pour into our school. And uh, the local community building of the East Bank District um, has been very beneficial for Bossier High. So I think that serves as a strength for us as well. Now, uh, in, in a lot of what you say, you're talking about the connection of the community to the school uh, in each area in Bossier that you've been in. And as y'all think, let me ask you uh, both because when I asked for someone to be on this program for Sonia Bales to identify, she identified you two because of your ability to interact with the community and how it's so uh, well done by you. So let me let me ask you how you do it. So what do you do? You know how do you how do you how do you connect parents with school, community with school, uh, especially as they get older and maybe don't want the parents to be there, but how does that happen uh, in, the, in the high schools in Bossier? Well, I think visibility is pretty important. So uh, oftentimes our different groups in our school, our ROTC, our band, our cheer team, uh, our basketball team, you know, they get invited to do a lot of things in the community. Uh, so I began to, um, you know, start to invest in the communities around our school, um, in particularly the Barksdale Annex Association. Uh, Miss Alice Jeter uh, calls me all the time to invite us to the back to school night, um, the uh, national night out in October, uh, the Black History Month programs in February, and so I think being visible and, and letting, letting folks see you in their realm, not necessarily inviting them into the school, but going to their realm and, and actually participating with them and, and showing them that you do care about what they have uh, going on as well as what's important to you. And of course, that's the education of their children. Mr. Williams, you know, if you could, uh, it's that building that trust. How, in Southern, and I think down in Southern Bossier, you probably have a lot of connection with Barksdale. Uh, I would expect and people from Barstow, but but how do you connect the connect the dots uh, in your community? Well, uh, <clears throat> I think you have to be intentional in your efforts to connect. Um, well, first of all, your greatest partner, community partner, are your parents. So, in in that respect, you have to you have to be intentional as a school leader with regard to making those connections through effective com effectively communicating your vision and your purpose. Um, um, giving parents an opportunity through committees, through various meetings to come in and, and give their input relative to the decisions that we're making within the building for their kids. So I think that trust is developed over time. I think we have to be consistent. Uh, our parents need to know that we care about uh, those kids and uh, we do that through our uh, experiences over time based on meetings, based on informing them and let them, letting them know that we are there to serve uh, their students. Um, Barkley Air Force Base is, is a very big community partner. We're very excited about being a uh, Purple Star School, one of the first in the state, uh, if not the first, uh, based on information that was given to me. So we're excited about that as we continue to provide uh, our military uh, students uh, the resources they need to be successful in our environment. We understand that those students are, you know, 
transient with regard to moving around a bunch mm -hmm. and um, it's sometimes difficult making those adjustments to a, a, a new setting so we, we partner with um, Barksdale we, we as, as often as possible we, we welcome them and their initiatives to our campus but we're intentional about supporting those kids as well and when you support kids you know that the parents appreciate that so you develop <laughs> healthy relationships as well so uh, I just think we have to be tactful and mindful and intentional about our efforts and making those connections with our biggest stakeholders. And I've been told uh, by a couple of administrators that this was a really tough school year um, for the schools coming back off of the COVID pandemic and all that was associated with the COVID pandemic. How are y'all overcoming? Um, how are you getting kids to stay in school, come to school, to finish, to graduate, to learn? You know, what are you doing uh, to try to try to get us back on track? You know, after this this huge negative pandemic. Well, a school culture is so important. You know, first we have to realize that that we did um, incur some learning gaps relative to the time that we missed from school. So I think we have to make sure that we structure. Uh, we've tried to do a good job in Parkland across the school system to structure uh, our school days and our, our learning practices towards closing those gaps, whether it be during uh, end day, um, during the day structured time set aside for that extra time for kids or through our Accelerate um, initiatives that we have in Bossier Parish where we provide after school tutoring for school students to, to close the gap. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, we have uh, at Parkway um, a daily, average daily attendance that we announce. Uh, our IDA is, is so important. We want our students to be above, basically above the 95 percentile, but coming after COVID, we wanted to stick with that 90 percentile, and we've been successful in that, but we're intentional about letting parents know the importance of students being in school towards their academic achievement, um, and, you know, we kind of, you know, sometimes we feel like our students develop somewhat of a, um, apathetic uh, attitude relative to being at school that we're trying to curve. Now, a big piece of our uh, high school um, SPS is our interest in opportunities piece. Uh, it's only 5%, but I say it's a big piece because it um, effectively gives our stu students uh, reasons beyond the academics to come to school, to be involved in something. Mm -hmm. So connecting to something and being involved we know gets kids to school. You know, and if they could connect and be a part of something and we can make sure that they're at school consistently, then we have an opportunity for, to maximize their edu educational growth potential. You know, we had prior to COVID mental health challenges um, mm -hmm. that were already growing with this population actually mm -hmm. since about, data goes back to about 2012. Mm -hmm. COVID exacerbated it. Mm -hmm. How are you treating and handling these new mental health problems that are of a magnitude you didn't have mm. before COVID. The fortunate part about in our parish uh, this past year, you talked about you know the overcoming of COVID, and and I'll speak specifically to the social emotional piece. Uh, our parish was able to add seven uh, social interventionists uh, that are at the liberty of our school system uh, from elementary all the way up. Um, and I know at Bozier we've utilized them greatly this year uh, just to um, it, it's more of a mentorship type uh, program where you know they come in several times a week to visit with those students um, in particular and they gave schools the opportunity or the liberty to um, you know recommend the kids that were the most serious I guess and so uh, 
you know, having that extra champion for that student is extremely important. I mean, I think our school system does an excellent job of a champion for students um, in the leaders that they have chosen, but, you know, we have a lot of educators, uh, I know, on my campus, and, and I'm sure Mr. Williams as well, um, that really, really mentor students and, and uh, especially speak to that social-emotional piece that is so greatly uh, growing. Um, and. You know, you talk about the gaps in academics, but there's gaps there too. Yeah. So just trying to celebrate, um, you know, the attendance piece uh, in particular, you know, hey, we'll, we'll reward you if you come to school every day for the month or, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, offering programs for students that, you know, they may not like sports or whatever, but just tapping into their interest. And so that's going to be a big push for us next year is uh, that club and interest piece, um, you know, doing that during the school day so they have a reason to come. Yeah, you know, the school intervention lets uh, folks that come in and are able to help. That's a great piece of it. But I think you talked a lot about the teacher themselves, the teachers that are already there sure. and the mentoring they do and the work they do. Do they get any training on that? Do they get any help on that? Or are they just, it's just out of their love? Sometimes it's just straight out of their love. I think that's, uh, you know, uh, my predecessor spoke about this school being his mission field. You know, I don't go to work every day. Um, I go to my mission field. And so, you know, I love every student like they're my own. And, you know, if you establish a culture like that, then your teachers pick up on that. And not just your teachers, but your parents and your coaches. And even the coaches that aren't on your campus all the time that they come in and volunteer to coach, they just invest in kids. And I think that starts from the top down. Um, you know, what kind of um, intentionality are we placing on, um, you know, investing in kids and mentoring them to be their very best? And I think you could probably talk a long time about it, but this idea of what sports does, what these extracurricular uh, things do to help kids, you know, uh, better themselves, mm -hmm. provide opportunities for themselves, you know, make it uh, school attractive. Yeah. Talk about how that what, what you've seen in your years? Uh, I think the the impact of athletics and extracurricular uh, activities is is uh, has been um, exponentially beneficial to our student body. Uh, those students that plugged in, I know for a fact that we have students at our school that if they weren't participating in an extracurricular event, then they would not come to school half the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe I know that with all my heart. And being a product of a you know someone that was a, an athlete in high school and the impact of uh, our, our coaches and sponsors to give guidance and, and, and shape and frame our thought processes towards our post-secondary pursuits are embedded into all of those activities. So um, we speak all the time about Parkway and never devaluing the impact that you have on students, both as a classroom teacher, but especially as a sponsor or coach, you know, towards impacting that student's future ambitions. Uh, you never know, and it's not just the star or the one's the best. It's the one that uh, that's shy, and they're uh, they might not say much, or they might not be the best at it. But the things that you pour into them could make them be a doctor, or a future teacher, or a coach, or whatever. So I truly believe that uh, education and building those relationships is the gateway towards our students maximizing their success uh, post their high school career. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the I don't think I'm going out of there to say that there's trust issues. There's mm -hmm. trust issues in our communities. Yeah. There's trust yeah. issues in our nation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's probably trust uh, issues at your school. Yeah. Um, so let me take a minute to get your advice and your thoughts on this this issue of trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. First the trust between students and, and teachers mm -hmm. um, and how you encourage that and what and and what benefit that brings. Well I think the relationship piece comes in right there. Um, for a classroom teacher it's not what you teach the child mm -hmm. it's that relationship that you have with them the genuine investment in okay what's going on at home you know how many brothers and sisters do you have yeah. did you have any go through here before you um, just you know genuinely getting uh, to that student and and finding out about their home life um, and, and you know what interests them and so forth and really investing in that student then you can teach them whatever you want to you know once that relationship is built that trust is built and so then the student is able to open up about some things and then open up about some interest and and then that that education piece comes in right there and then if you want to talk about you know at that next step the you know principal investing in their teachers too you know the relationship piece has to be there first um, you know you talked about the um, the the just the I don't want to say tragedy, but the COVID-19 um, uh, things that we've overcome this year, just, you know, really uh, feeling for families and, and families of teachers, not just students, and investing in those teachers makes a huge difference, too, in how they treat students. You know, one thing that um, Sonia Bales mentioned and talked about when she was here with us recently was a loss of civility in recent years and certainly during COVID, we we treat one another differently and mm. it's not better. Mm. People mm. Are, are much more comfortable mm. being verbally abusive. Mm. Um, what are you all doing to help shape young people and make them good citizens who are empathetic, who are kind, mm. who are, um, are good people? Yeah. I think we're the best examples of what we want our students to be. So I think we model those behaviors relative to um, how to treat one another, you know, and ultimately, you know, you know, as the coach always said, you know how to treat someone else because you know how you want to be treated, you know. Uh, I was, you know, I think it's important that we uh, don't just look with a, the, um, the single lens of what I want, but to really consider the other person's, uh, what they want, their worth, uh, but with regard to our students, we model those behaviors and we correct those behaviors when we see the opportunities to do so. I think we take advantage of times within the, the curriculum and to where we can, um, you know, give instruction relative to character behavior. Uh, when those times arise, oftentimes it's difficult because we're in a crunch trying to get our instructional minutes in. But, you know, we want to ultimately, we want good people to leave our school as well. Empathetic people, uh, people that treat others like they want to be treated respectful uh, but the best teacher to me is the, the model and the behavior you know and take advantage of teachable moments and opportunities to you know instruct our students on how to be not only a, a good student but also a good person so that's kind of the thing when you go from virtual to reality mm -hmm. yeah. 
that you lose in virtual yeah. Yeah. that you gain in reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When yeah. the, the teacher's there, having an interaction, having a relationship, maybe yeah. that's the big part of, yeah. of why virtual doesn't seem yeah. to work as that's well as uh, right. the teacher in the classroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, Ms. Tugwell talked a little bit about the principal and teacher, trust between principal and teacher. Can you talk a little bit about um, your thoughts on on that that trust issue of the principal and the teacher? Well, I think that everyone uh, should understand the reasoning behind. This, everyone has a shared vision. You know, um, you know, we put that vision statement out there, and it's not just to put out there. You know, I think it's very important to disseminate that vision and make sure that the teachers have an understanding of that. But consistently, consistency, in my opinion, is is so important relative to. Uh, doing our job, you know, teachers want to see consistency and um, we want to value them as teachers because we understand that the quality of instruction, uh, the quality of the teacher is the single greatest factor to determine student learning. The, the classroom is the unit of change. I think teachers need to know that they're appreciated for what they do. You know, oftentimes they don't get enough credit for the things that they do for our students. So I think as a school leader that we have to make sure that we champion them even as we set the expectation of for them to be the best that they can possibly be for our students. Treat them like people, be real, be tangible, be touchable, um, uh, be, have an open, open door policy. You know, I'm, I'm big on leadership and hearing from my teachers since they are where the rubber meets the road, why not hear mm -hmm. what they want, uh, hear their opinion about a reform initiative that we might be wanting to put in place. So uh, it's just, I think it's multi-layered but uh, ultimately, I think we have to be consistent. We have to be fair. Um, we have to be real. You know, um, even as a as a as a principal, you can't forget that you were once in that position as well, and be real towards you know uh, presenting a, a a front of humility, you know, relative to understanding where they're at, even as you seek to make them grow. You know, one of the things uh, one of the la I want to ask you one more trust question, and that is the trust between the community itself in the school. Yeah. And I know that Bozier Parish uh, prides itself on ability to work between community and school and the school is the kind of the heart of these particular areas of the community. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the, the connection and the things that, how community and school is connected and how that makes a big difference, you know, in our communities? I think in, in my community, uh, the sports piece plays a huge factor. Um, you talked about his district champion, uh, champion wins, uh, the, so many of them. And of course, uh, we're, we're both actually celebrating a state champion uh, win this past season. So I think athletics plays a huge role in the connection of the community. Um, and then uh, Mr. Williams talked about also, you know, uh, involving the community in academics and empowering them to give you feedback and and that's huge uh, in in our realm uh, hearing from you know parents and and community members on d things like dress code and and mm -hmm. just uh, you know what are y'all teaching uh, as far as you know uh, not just core subject areas but you know what electives are y'all teaching and and that kind of thing but you know, Louisiana made it one of their critical goals is to empower, um, you know, educators. And so the value piece of valuing your whole community is, is so important. And I think it does make a huge difference. 
One of the things I do for everybody on uh, as we talk about these things is a couple of questions that I ask. And the first, and I ask everyone, the, the first <laughs> is uh, a, a question about why you love Shreveport Bossier. Why are you here? You know, what, what brings you here and keeps you here? You, you, you want to start? <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm a, a Floridian, actually. <laughs> um, um, I was born in Pensacola, Florida, but my stepfather was in the military, so Barksdale brought us here. Mm. So, uh, you know, so, and we just stuck, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm not from, I don't say I'm from Florida, and I say I'm from Louisiana. Even when I go to Florida, you know, I say, you know, I'm from Louisiana, <laughs> you know. So I've, I've been in, um, the culture is in me. Um, I love the community. You know, I, I love the, uh, the uh, uh, what's that, the laissez les bon ton roule, you yeah, know, let the good time roll, yeah. you know, spirit, yeah. you know. We, we, uh, we have a good time in Louisiana, but, you know, we, we're, we're a community that, I feel like that is uh, rich in culture, rich in community. Uh, we have great kids. We have um, you know great people here. So I'm excited about being here, and uh, you know, and I, you know, I wouldn't live anywhere else. I'm excited about being here. Well, I was born in Shreveport, and then I did high school and college in Alabama, and uh, returned as soon as I got my degree back to Louisiana, the home. My parents grew up in Shreveport. I uh, went to Fair Park and Woodlawn, so um, I guess Louisiana is just kind of my home also. I, I don't think I would live anywhere else <laughs> either, you know, I've raised my children yeah. in this area. We live in Benton and um, I can't think of a better place uh, to raise my kids, so it's, um, it's home and it's where I'm staying too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just ask one last question and uh, y'all have given us plenty of wisdom, but I'm going to ask you for a little bit more. So. Just give whatever words of wisdom you want to give uh, that you want to uh, give to the, to, to the audience, uh, to students, to parents, to community, whatever. I would just say the uh, trust the process. Um, you know, uh, Bossier Parish prides itself on uh, building leaders and uh, building effective leaders. And I think that we do have the best leaders in the surrounding parishes. And, uh, you know, we do a, an excellent job of investing in our communities, investing in our schools, investing in our students. And what it ultimately boils down to is um, what's best for students. And I think that's our, all of our mindsets. And so just trust the process. Um, realizing that, you know, all our goals are the same. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's important that, that, you know, all of us at stakeholders understand that within the school what we're trying to build is the best possible um, mm -hmm. citizen that we can build post um, high school. And sometimes, you know, um, uh, I don't know, and Mr. Tubwell spoke to the trust, but sometimes I think that there's a, a separation of trust relative to the school system doing that. But we're, we're trying to build a complete, the, the complete person. Our goal is the same as the parent. We want the best for that student. We love them, you know, and uh, we want them to be successful. And there's no greater um, accomplishment than a kid come back 10 years later and they're being successful in life. So we just ask that um, we just realize we're all on the same team. And we, you know, our house is a glass house at times. And, um, and we take those rocks and, um, and we smile. But, but um, our faculty and staff, they're, they're, they're people too. They have families. They, they, they love, they hurt. Um, so just, you know, realize we're in it together and hopefully give us 
you know, the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, we thank you so much. Uh, we learned a lot, and thank you for your work uh, with the kids and what you, you know, you are, you're standing there at the gate and you're, you're making big difference in people's lives and the school and the high schools are making big difference in our community. Uh, and so we thank you so much for your leadership and the, the hours that you spend. Uh, I know well beyond the 40 in a week uh, <laughs> doing oh, your yeah. job, we yes. but, uh, <laughs> but we, we much appreciate it. Yes, yes sir. Thank you. thank you. And thank you to all of you for joining us today for Education Checkup. You can watch this podcast on ktbs.com or listen anywhere that you listen to your other favorite podcast. Have a good day and join us next time for Education Checkup.